Hey, welcome everybody. You've joined another uh, episode of Security Boulevard Chats. I'm Mitch Ashley. And I'm Alan Schimmel. We're here to talk with you about security, you know, and our first kind of re, re, relaunching of yes. the podcast. Reorg. Reorg. That's there we go. Everybody's the reorg. Everybody <laughs> we talked about the origin story of how we got into podcasting and where really you started it with some inspiration from Brad Feld and others. And we've been doing this for a while. 20 years. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, we haven't been doing it for the last couple of years. Yeah. And and so it's good to be back. And, you know, we, Mitchell, you and I are doing the DevOps chat, Security Boulevard chats. But also as part of our TechStrong team, we have the Cloud Native podcast mm -hmm. going live, TechStrong AI, Digital CXO podcast, as well as uh, CISO Talks, which you do, and the DevOps Unbound Tech Strong Women. show and TechStrong Women. So. Yeah. And then TechStrong fifty five, so we have we have a whole slew of podcasts that are out there. Depending on what your interest is, we realize very few people are into all of these things that we're into. Exactly. But pick which ones are good for you. Subscribe to them. Follow them. Whether it's on Apple or Spotify or any other of your favorite podcasting uh, channels, or you can always catch them on TechStrong.tv as well. Absolutely, so check them out. But of all of that, Mitchell, I like doing security because that's where we started. That's and that's origin. kind of right. And that's kind of where we're comfortable. Home base for us. Yep. So let's uh, let's talk security a little bit. Okay. Well, you know, uh, we're hearing, and we've been hearing this for a while now, yeah. the return to the office mandates. Now it's kind of back in the news of companies are saying three days a week or five days a week, or you can't get promoted unless you're working out of an office. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of gone from the work at home. We just need people to yeah, work okay. anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Right. Now companies are pulling back control and a lot of it's about relationship building and well, that's what they're saying. And, yeah. You know, that's the well, well, here's the thing. Why are we talking about this on security Boulevard? Mm -hmm. Because I think they've come up with a new angle and the new angle is, well, you know, it's a security risk having these people. Yeah. Yeah, they're using their own computers and, and their daughter's their computers. Yeah. And who knows who's overhearing it and, and, you know, everything else. And, and you know, that sounds, I mean, this is like something out of Casablanca. Let's, you know, round up the usual suspects. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying that there, there's some, you know, there's probably some a kernel of truth there. Yeah. yeah. But really, look, and, and I'm saying this as a CEO. When you've got everybody remote, <laughs> you can't help but think, oh, yeah, that one's out with their child doing this. This one's taking the pet to the vet. This one has this going on. It just seems like, am I getting out my money's worth, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we, we all try to hire adults. We all try to act as adults. But we've also all seen the the stories of people with two full-time jobs yeah, or more. Exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, the average at-home person is working maybe four hours a day and and stuff like that. And then the productivity losses extend to, you know, the collaboration and people who zoomed out and and you know even they're on zoom and they're but they're not paying attention so you know yeah security might be a motivation here but i don't think that's the primary driver if, if it truly was we'd see data we'd see yeah. reports and you know this happened there we've seen this for the 10th time this week i don't buy it yeah i, I don't, don't buy it i don't but whatever it's a good look excuse. if that's what the, look, i i've been saying for a long time because i see it here at tech strong like you're in colorado it's hard 
But for for the rest of our team, especially those based in Florida, mm -hmm. we function much better as a company with the people in the office. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And and you miss something by by not being. Yeah, there, which is one of the reasons why I'm in the office. Yeah, when I as much as I can. So absolutely. So we'll see about the security. But issue. yeah, but nevertheless, the 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 push is on, right? We we've seen it. There were rumors of uh, Dell releasing something just this past week. Microsoft, Google, Apple, and many, many other companies yeah. have all, you know, put in return to office mandates. So, yep, it's it's the pendulum. Yeah, no, absolutely. The other way, right? RTO. Well, hey, let's talk talk about deep fakes. We were at dinner last night. We're yeah. in Boston on the road, by the mm -hmm. way, um, meeting with customers and partners and. And you know, it was funny because people brought this article up. I didn't realize it was one of ours. Yeah, I, I didn't know until we, I was preparing for the podcast. Like, mm -hmm. hey, we got an article about this. Yeah. And it was about a, a company, a financial institution in Hong Kong that lost $25 million in a scam where I think there was a, a remote branch office that ended up having a video conference call. There were three or four people on that call with the branch office. All of the other people remotely from where they were, were, were deep fakes. They weren't really people. And it convinced them. The CFO said, the fake CFO said, uh, transfer this money here. And they did it, you know, yep. thinking that's what they're being I mean, legit request. And, and so, but this is the brave new world we march into, right? Normally, look, a bank's there to serve its customers. In mm -hmm. this case, they didn't ask for uh, ID to send ID or something like that because they actually had a true video conference with the CEO. They thought it was the CFO of the of the multinational company, mm -hmm. and it was clearly. I mean, it, it for all intents and purposes, it looked like the CFO. Who knew it was a deep fake AI of the CFO? And it was good enough to fool these people. And and look, my heart goes out to them. Twenty five million bucks, a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But you know, but what happened here that was interesting was the CFO asked them to the bank branch people to do something that was out of the ordinary, kind of pretty irregular. I yeah, think they don't do many calls table. like that. Any. And he said, "Yeah, I know it's irregular, but I need you to do this anyway." And I think that is always where you got to. Mm -hmm. Put on your common sense. It's like back. the I've gotten a text. This is Alan says go buy right. gift cards we, we, at Target. We get a text drunk all the time, right? No, hey Mitchell, he can do you that. do me a favor? Go get some Apple cards or something. Yeah, and read me the numbers. You got to if even if everything smells right and tastes right, if they're asking you to do something that just is Wait out of the ordinary, it, take your time to verify. It. Yeah, just just ask. Yeah. Hey, well, call up the do. assistant for the CFO. Yep. Double check in. Like ask some sort of, you know, verification, something that we but we're gonna need to build those verifications in here. Yep. Right. What is it? Is it watermarking? What is it? Some kind of identity management? Well, no, I, I actually, yeah, I actually interviewed a company a while ago. I'm trying to think of the name of the company, that it was just that it wasn't a water a digital watermark per se. But it was it was to weed out deep fakes, right? Mm -hmm. That you, it clearly is not the person who purports to be. Smells like opportunity to me. Yeah, look, there's <laughs> going to be a lot of opportunity. I think this is like anything else, right? When new technology comes out, there's that. 
period where you're trying to figure out like, how do you do these right and we're in that period well we're we're in i say entering but really in an area era where if you have video of people like publicly available have a public persona uh there are tools that you can say here's my script take this and turn it into video yeah, that's saying on, this right? right they could do it on a video they they could easily do it with audio yep absolutely so you know it, that's not going to be enough anymore to verify people's identity yeah i think we're in for a lot of people getting scammed yeah. well oh, this gets figured when out. you lose 20 million at a shot you start coming up with solutions pretty quickly get your attention yeah <laughs> for sure okay um so and that that was a great article by the way richie richie jennings, jennings our friend richie had some reaction about that so yep. uh i also want to mention there was a good article uh intriguing article let me put it that way about uh, why an hr it partnership is critical for managing cyber risk and mm -hmm. i didn't note the author's name apologies to the author um but the the, the premise of it was kersky saying that over half of companies 52 percent believe they face major risk from their staff some of it was due to remote work some of it was just like in general well some of, you know it's that. all kind of that insider threat exactly but some of it's intentional like mm -hmm. you know with malice or what have you and some of it is unintentional sure absolutely yeah it doesn't mean it's well, all add them both delicious. up it's it's over 90 percent according to kaspersky and uh, i'm named author <laughs> here I, I you know i i'm always suspect of when we talk about hr adding a new responsibility or role to hr or elevating the level of importance of it etc not that it's an valuable function it's necessary extremely valuable but it, i mean asking hr people to understand governance and cyber risk and yes they're part of the process when you have an issue but they're they're not subject matter experts at that no no, no do they want to be it's kind of like saying developers are going to do all our security for yeah. for software right they're not security um, people they're yeah. developers so so i have a little bit of a different opinion than the article states but you recommended some areas are of alignment around regulatory compliance controlling employee data access managing data disclosures uh championing cyber risk culture now that might be because it's a training thing that, that totally fits the others i'm not so sure about i i don't know either to tell you the truth I, look it doesn't hurt to try them and then i i think what, what's what's not carpet diem bio beware mm. there's the latin term for bio beware um, i don't remember yeah i'll look it up but yeah. you know your mileage may vary is the bottom line mm -hmm. and and you'll see what works for you but yeah. it's certainly um you know you need to have hr policies that strengthen and help enforce your cybersecurity policies mm -hmm. and i think that certainly need to be aligned thing. absolutely yeah you know it's kind of that cyber first mindset which actually leads us to this next yeah. article i mean and to that to the prior article i i took a different opposing view doesn't mean this guy's wrong or guy or no gal. no i mean again your mileage may vary you yeah. got to see what works for you yeah um th this next article go though by olga lagunova if i mispronounce it I apologize. <laughs> She's a CTO with the go the go to teams, mm -hmm. right? You know, and she says when you're doing innovation, you always got to have a security first mindset. And from your mouth to God's ears, like 
Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, we've been preaching that for really, and I, I'm sorry, I didn't even flip it. But yeah, we'd love for them to have a security first mindset. My problem is, I just don't think the world necessarily, folk, you know, works that way. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. It's, you know, it, it's one of those ands, and it must be secure, right? Right. It, so I think, as I read the article, I was thinking about, well, what it's about is you have to bring that into the conversation, not just expect that everybody's security is everybody's job. So it's nobody's job, right? Exactly. That's not there there is that. If you're expecting, you know, the board on down or the product management team on down or everybody to take security as, as, as important as we do in our roles, it ain't going to happen. That's no. not, that's not their and, and I think it's also, again, somewhat naive in terms of, of what does the creative process look like? The creative process, you know, in my experience, it's always built around an aha or eureka moment where, man, this would be great, right? This mm -hmm. would be something people really want. This is something we, we need to do. And I don't sit there and say, hmm, I wonder how great this would be if I had security. <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right. And what do I got to do to make my security, you know, security first mindset? Um, now we've met, you've led teams where, you know, as part of the development cycle, you know, security might've taken, uh, not a back seat, but, you know, some, some security shortcuts had to be cut corners to, it's like to everything get it down it's like time. quality. It's like, yes. you know, it's, it's, it's like insurance. How much do you need? And when do you managing say, I can't risk. solve That's all security. the problems? Right. Exactly. Managing. It's risk. managing risk. So, uh, you know, we've all been there, done that. It would be great to live in a world where, you know, security could, you know, put its foot down and say, stop anything, right? It's kind of world we're coming from. Yeah, right? but we already, and we already have that rap, right? The, yeah. Of the people who say no. Well, I think that's Olga's really premise here is that, you know, take a security first approach when you're talking about how do we achieve our business goals well you're gonna have to bring that to the table yeah well this but she does on. to be fair to her yeah. she mentions that right she yeah. says you got to have she calls the collaboration you got to have cooperation among your product your security and your it teams right? right and they all have to function but i don't think security necessarily leads the the pack if you will but to that point and this is to me, always an issue when you're introducing something new, you know, you, you, you'd like to have everything there present from a security standpoint. You can't always have all the security capabilities you want on the yeah. first release or a beta or alpha release or whatever, even, you know, it's something you're, you're enhancing as you go in, in the maturity of the product. I'm not saying it comes later, you know, you don't wait till 3.0 to start introducing it, but you know, you know, there's more things you need to do yeah. that you can't always do up front. Um, but you know, you've got, you know, you know, to introduce that into the process and the plan and in the releases. So Absolutely. It's just part of the process that to me, that's what the yep. leaders have to do. So, you know, kudos to Olga for kind of bringing this up to the forefront mm -hmm. and helping us think about it. It's a really good article. Definitely recommend yep. reading it. And, on the, and that's on Security Boulevard. Now, you did an interesting interview. Um, with Cloudflare's, is it CISO, right, Grant? Um, I, I, I Chief Security done. Officer, something like that. Yeah. So this guy, Grant, first of all, he's a gem. He's a treasury. 
guy's Borzikas? been there. Yeah, Borzikas. He's he's been, you know, he's old school, like us, Mitchell. He didn't necessarily well, you went with a computer science degree. Grant right. Grant security, yeah. Well, Grant didn't start in computers. He has an accounting degree. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he's been CISO for about 20 years. He's headed up security at some of the, you know, top five banks in the world. Um, government stuff. I mean, he has a, an amazing resume, an amazing path. And, and you know, heading up security at Cloudflare is a big job, right? 25% of the internet traffic goes through. Responsible for a lot of people's right? security. And, you know, they just did a, a little uh, survey or report on API security and management specifically that really, we you know, we've been talking about API security now for a couple of years. But grants, uh, according to the Cloudflare's, intelligence about 57 percent of all internet traffic right now is api generated yeah right going to and, api and akamai would validate the same oh, thing sure. and it's yeah. got its own numbers but it's it's definitely majority yeah. of the it's it, it's it's you know so that's how important api is and um and it's also something that's fairly new for most organizations mm -hmm. right as they move you know they say well don't i have a laugh Right, I have web app firewall. I got the Why APIs covered. Me? Well, no, you don't. And you know, when Cloudflare's taking it on as, hey man, that's part of their job mm -hmm. to help do better with this. So that's the this traffic's is increasing. Guess right? what? Yeah. And that's where they Makes are. Sense. And and Grant's Grant's going for it. This 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 was a video interview. It's on TechStrong.tv. You could look it up there. I mean, we, yes, we spoke a lot about API security and management, but we've talked a lot about security, about breaking in. Grant is on the, uh, I forget what board it is, uh, a big board uh, to help people get into security, mm. right? How mm. do we get more people in the so-called security gap, right? The well, skills gap. To that point, you told me, look, tell us a little bit more about sort of how did Grant become the security expert he is it wasn't just i'm sure he's a good leader and intelligent person but he didn't magically no as i said he had knowledge an accounting degree um well you put me on the spot was he really like reading a lot of no he's oh yeah so he believes in reading books right, right? just Grant, like like Grant would read books like of one a day or three a week as soon as he finished one he'd pick up the other one and he's totally self-taught mm. from reading books, like real books, by the way. This is before yeah, it was Kindle books. and all of that. Yeah. No, he'd go to the bookstore and buy books and read technical books on these things. And he's very self-taught with that and, and rose up through the ranks, you know, the hard way. Mm -hmm. And But knows his stuff. I mean, as I said, he's a treasure. I can't wait to have him back on. I told the Cloudflare folks uh, we'd love to do something around this with mm -hmm. Grant. So, um looking forward to it if you get a chance go on tech strong tv and check out the interview it's a great interview very cool yeah but before we wrap up i i didn't plan this in the kind of schedule of conversation okay you're know. going off script we're going off script we're, we're hitting the dirt here mm -hmm. um you know rsac is coming up we have our in may in may um we have our one day event that we have right our DevSecOps. is i think the eighth or ninth year for devops connect DevSecOps. yeah on the monday of rsa week once again we're doing it this year's theme is devops connect DevSecOps with uh, generative ai how's generative ai 
you know, uh, influencing or affecting mm -hmm. DevSecOps. Mark Miller, our friend Mark, who's been working with us on this for all these years, he's he's helping assemble the uh, speakers. We have an amazing lineup. It's it's a killer lineup. It is. Yeah, bizarre. we have. I think the chief security officer at uh, at OpenAI. Mm -hmm. We have a top guy from. Um, I always mispronounce the name Anthropic. Mm -hmm. Anthropic. Anthropic. We have uh, who else? We have Meta. It's chief researchers. A couple from Meta. people from Meta. Meta. Um, from Google. Google DeepMind. Yeah, DeepMind. As well as Google's office of the CIO, our friend Dr. Anton Shabakian, mm -hmm. he'll be presenting. Um, AWS. We mentioned oh, mm -hmm. some sci-fi dude, right? Yeah. Oh, and then the keynote is right, David Brin, <laughs> who's a, what you well know. You're you're a fanboy. Yeah, sure. well, I've read almost all of David. Yeah, Brin, so yeah I've read some years. of them, not all of them, but and uh, yeah, but he's also a PhD from NASA JPL, where he's worked for years, and he's probably one of the leading futurists for the last I don't know, thirty-five, forty years, talking about. AI and stuff mm -hmm. like that, writing about it before it was cool and before we ever heard of chat GPT. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a great event. It's Monday, May 6th. I'm not sure if RSAC's website has all of the information that you can, you don't have to register to attend it. I think you just, what do they call it? Designate a, an interest in it or something mm -hmm. like that as part of your regular registration. You do need an RSA badge to get in, but even an expo only pass will get you in. And if you go to our page on Tech Strong Events and go to the RSA C DevSecOps event, I believe we have the uh, code there for a free expo pass. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you in. So you get you in there. It won't cost you anything. It's a great, it's going to be a great day. Don't miss that one. I'm excited. Excited. So uh, I'll be, uh, I'll have a lot of fun. I'll be doing a panel there. Right, you're doing a panel. I, I actually, my, my, well, fortunately, I was going to say unfortunately, but <laughs> no, my youngest son's college graduation is that day. So I, I'll be in that in the evening, but not there during the day. We'll miss you there, but yep. I'll have fun stepping in. And yeah, yeah, no, helping do your out thing. It, uh, I think we're, we're expecting a big attendance. So yeah, no, it be... should be between, actually, David Brin will also be doing a book signing. Hmm with uh one of his recent books i don't remember which one off the top of my head and uh it'll be a fun night fun day there'll be more book signings there as well fantastic it's exciting yeah i should mention we we have yeah. sponsorships available for that too if oh we do interested. and yeah. there are a limited number of them yeah too, i think right? we only have 10 i don't know how many are left but if there's any vendors who that sounds like a fun event you'd want to sponsor and, and be involved in reach out to us uh you can reach me and alan at uh, devops.com yep uh, every security vendor is adding ai to their products and we all have some, an ai you know more and some getting started so yep. potentially relevant to you so we'd love to see you there we'd love to to see you sponsor if that's of interest to you so cool well good right, i think we're ready to wrap it up let's yeah. wrap it up so this is episode two of the security boulevard chat relaunch Mitchell, thanks for having me on here it's, with you. It's been it's fun. A pleasure. It's, we had a, a road version of our podcasting equipment. Here. Right. We're, we're mobile. Going mobile. Boston. But yes, we're in Boston. We'll be back in the offices next week for our next episode. But until then, this is Alan Schimmel. And Mitchell Ashley. And you've joined us for another episode of Security Boulevard, Boulevard Chats. Chats. Take care. Bye-bye.